0: hi i'm whitney walker and this is the women waken podcast where i interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine we talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world on this episode i welcome an esoteric expert daniela sulek daniela is a spiritual entrepreneur She helps leaders move into a state of ease, joy, and passion, transcending from conditioned human to consciousness of the true self. Danielle and I have a very cosmic, esoteric conversation. I get pretty excited because we get into some of my favorite topics like the nature of reality and our true self, the illusion of life, the game of life, and how we can find our way to a greater sense of peace, ease, fulfillment, and joy in life. We also focus a lot on spiritual awakenings, what they are and what the experience is like. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hello Daniela, welcome to the Women Waken podcast.
1: Hi, Whitney. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being on and coming to speak with us and share with us your unique line of work that I got to learn about just a few weeks ago. We got connected and we jumped on a call. And Danielle, you were very helpful because you are a spiritual entrepreneur, right? So you're really helping leaders to move into a state of ease and joy and passion in their work. So from what you told me, it sounds like you you help people move from this like constant like fighting, like sort of that rigorous you know, trying to like force your way through the drudgery and, you know, the challenges of life and feeling like everything is meant to be hard to the sense of ease where you're in the flow. And to me, that means you've kind of found you found sort of your soul's path or your calling, like what you're innately, inherently meant to be doing in this lifetime. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so it was so great to talk to you because you also have a keen understanding of spiritual awakenings. Because it sounds like that's what happened for you to lead you into this line of work. Because I believe that you were actually one of those sort of more corporate sort of grinders before you got into this, right? <laughs> yes, I was. If that's the best term, <laughs> a corporate grinder, but that's, that's what it is. Yeah, right? I was. It's so yep. just like, let's just plow through and make that money and hustle, hustle, hustle. But, you know, and one of your points is that life isn't meant to be about being anxious and stressed and just working all the time. It's not.
1: Yeah, no, it's not.
0: Yeah, and that when we find out and remember who we really are, we can let go of that and we can still have success, right? It's not about not having success or not bringing something into the world that can be abundant and successful. It's just that it doesn't have to be like this really narrow, rigid mindset about it, right?
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're going to help us talk about that. But what what I was going to say is that um, it was so lovely speaking with you because I've been going through a unique spiritual awakening in the past year and it led me to getting really sick, which again is a part of your journey as well, was you got really sick before this this sort of a transformation for you, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I did. And um, so... You were right. I was, I was one of those um, high achievers and uh, what I call my past life. Uh, this lifetime was my old life. High achiever, go, go, go. Uh, I was completely in the mind uh, thinking that uh, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Um, the working hard, the stress, the working and living on autopilot and really... Uh, just a lot of responsibilities and a lot of work. Um, I lived for the weekend. I was exhausted then because then I had, uh, you know, well, still have, uh, I'm a mom, uh, you know, taking care of kids, household. So it was never ending. And yeah, I would say I had like two kind of like aha moments or breakthroughs or switching timelines, I would call it. Periods, and the first one was when I got really sick uh, because my immune immune system was like, "Yeah, we are we are not doing this anymore," and uh, it just completely uh, gave up. And uh, that was, um, and I was pregnant with my third uh, kid at that moment, so that was a very scary because I was not alone. And uh, so that was kind of that started. It it it's it got me to the point where I started thinking, because we don't think. I was I was not thinking um until then. And as a um as a matter of fact, um when I got better, because what happened was that um, I was eight months pregnant, my husband had to rush me to the hospital, everything was beeping, um, everything was kind of not good. <laughs> and um anyway, when I when I um when I got better and then I went to my doctor who delivered my two um, previous uh, children girls he looked at me and he was like what were you thinking and I was like what <laughs> what uh, what were you thinking and he was like why did not you take care of yourself you have two kids at home you have you're pregnant with your th- you know, third child, and uh, you got pneumonia and flu type uh, B. And pregnant women die on our table with flu. And he said, you were lucky because if you got flu type A, we would not have saved you. So what were you thinking? Why, like, why were you not taking care of yourself? And my first reaction was really because... You know, we are kind of programmed that when we, when something bad is happening or we go through tough times, like, you know, people should pity us, should, (laughs) should be compassionate. And he was not, he was not, then I learned later, I learned he was very compassionate because he just kind of put a mirror in front of my face. So anyway, I was driving home crying, like who was he, how he dares talking to me like that. I almost died and now he was telling me this and then i was like hold on i was not thinking (laughs) my whole life i was not thinking and that got me thinking like okay what am i doing here and uh, not here in the car driving but here on this earth and this cannot be why we are here so that was the first thing and then it kind of started the urge and need and the desire to remember who I was and why, why I am here. Not what I am supposed to do. That was not the question. It was more about like who I am. I wanted to remember who I am beyond the body, beyond the mind. And um, so that happened a few years later, that kind of those questions, um, and the urge to, um, find out who I am, I did not really do anything to any rituals or something. Um, I just got several, um, involuntary spiritual, you can call it spiritual experiences, um, out of body experience, astral travel, um, experiencing myself as a pure consciousness in the moment, um, collapsing of the mind into the black hole, um, there is a black hole in the middle of everything that's conscious. And when the mind ceases to exist, it, it collapses into it. Like that was a profound experience. Um, and then really with trial and error, I kind of like, it was like building a puzzle, a piece by piece. Piece by piece, I built a puzzle. Um, uh, my spiritual gift got very activated. Um, psychic gifts, uh, I, I started knowing things. So I completely stopped reading. I was my whole life. I was bookworm. I was like reading books and knowledge, 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 information. Um, I haven't read book in. I don't know how. I I just know things. Um, so I don't need data. Um, some people call it Akashic records, or we we call it quantum, and we are it. There is. It's not separate from us. So. Um, yeah, so really my journey was that first I started helping women with their severe anxiety, depression, and panic attacks, because that's what I helped myself um, with. Um, and I was able to get them off prescriptions in like eight weeks, even though the doctors told them, yeah, there is nothing you can do. Uh, they were on four or five prescriptions and um, for years. And then later on, um, I moved to what I do now, which I really love. And it's activating and integrating a higher consciousness in very talented um, leaders, uh, gifted executives, entrepreneurs, uh, many time coaches, high-performing coaches who have other, other people or who actually teach coaches, who teach coaches. And you know, so it's they have a huge impact, uh, but they themselves, um, do the work and hustle um and uh, i help them to shift into the life of ease and it's really living and and creating by being and not by doing which is when uh some people call flow but it's like we are we are we are life and every action we take, it's with minimal effort. It's literally effortless and it gives us huge impact, huge results. So when you mentioned that, um, it's funny because you mentioned that and to have a ease and joy, but also to create or have success. This is where, this is where, where a lot of people have this, um, and it's a conditioning. It's like we need to sacrifice the ease and joy and fun. For success. So we have to like choose one of another. And that's a completely mind stuff because we are, we are not human doings. We are human beings and we can have ease, joy, success in a one package.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I just appreciate that sentiment so much because when I have visions of the future, uh, I see a, a, a place, a world where it's sort of known, it's an understanding that that's what is. You know, rather than having to try and like force that notion or to create that notion, it's just because to me, that's what happens when you just kind of let go, right? When you let go of this, um, these different, like you said, belief systems about like that we are the body, that we are our mind, because those concepts only live in the mind, Yeah, right? They only do. Yeah. We created them there. And as soon as we shift our belief around that, everything changes. And we, we are able to recognize what is true, which... Is that joy and peace and ease are, are what matters most? It's essential to who we are. Um,
1: yeah, it, it what matters more, most. You're absolutely right, and I would add the reason why it is what matters most is not just a cliche. It's because it's your or it's our natural frequency. Yes. So when we have we do not live in the joy and ease and fun, we are living in the mind and we are contradicting our natural frequency and we are and live really f- just from the mind. And then it's a hard work and then it's a hustle and then it's a struggle and forcing and we need to motivate ourselves.
0: Yes. And then we get sick and then we get depressed. We get anxious. We become angry and resentful and violent. I feel like, the many of the conditions of our society that are that ail us, that keep us so unhappy, are because of exactly what you're describing. Because if anything is is at a frequency that's not aligned with their natural state, it's going to feel forced and uncomfortable. And I feel yes. that most of us are uncomfortable because, oh, oh, yeah. again, because we we fight just our our natural state. We fight doing the things that bring us joy because we have this mentality of. Who has time for joy? Who has time for happiness? Yeah. There's no time for that. We got to be doing this. We got to be innovating. And I will say, and I don't know if, if you're aligned with this at all, but you know, having women waken as the name of my my podcast and my vision and my community is that it's a very it's a masculine energy to be focused just on growth and innovation and production and power and profit, right? Which there's a place for that. Right. But what I think we've lost touch with is that you can still, again, do those things in a harmonious way by being in a state of ease and joy by doing the things that come naturally to us. Because even when we're at our ease and joy state, we can still produce, we can still make beautiful creations.
1: Yeah. Yes. And this is, um, yes. And absolutely. And I would, I would probably move um, or um, shift from the, um the the gender base like that the masculine and feminine because for the consciousness there is no d- gender we have both uh you know there is a both um polarities uh, within us and uh, i absolutely agree you're right um we we've been um experiencing this force and power and and uh, like it's it um, um, a lot a lot of pushing through, right? Yeah. Um the natural state embodies both. So we cannot we cannot be uh, feminine without the masculine. There cannot be a uh, masculine without the feminine as 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 much as there is um wounded feminine uh so we wounded women out there, they are too much in their masculinity. That was me, high achiever, go, go, go mm-hmm. stress. Uh, there is also um, uh, wounded um, masculine or men um, who are actually um, very, um, uh, even though they use force and power, it's really just on the outside because they are wounded and it's it's really just the protection. So we need to balance, we need to balance both. But in our natural state, as I said, like the consciousness, we embody both. And how it looks like when we live in our natural state or operate from our natural state, Um, it's not separate. It's not like I am now not doing anything and now I'm working. Um, It's really this harmonious union of I am being. And from that being, from that complete um, let go, beingness, and effortlessness, I take action. That action is never forced. That action is so powerful that it produces huge amounts. And uh, so it's really, when when we talk about union, it's really a union of those two. It's never, I am either now in my feminine and I am walking, dreaming, not doing anything, or I am in my masculine because now I sit in front of my computer and work. Uh, it's it's blended, and that's our natural state.
0: Yeah, and of course, of course, it's always. I mean, it's the yin and the yang. It's the combination. And yes. and I, I, you know, it's a popular phrase is the divine feminine. But I think it's just so that it's just I, it's just a name for something that we do find it in the currents of our on our planet. Of, there are two. There's male and females, right? and that they tend to embody certain traits and so i think it's just a way of identifying these two energies that we find that exist and we do our best to sort yeah. of understand them yeah. and that's one way to to label them is to see yeah. that one is yeah. we call masculine one feminine but that you can call it whatever you want i mean it really yeah. is just you know the energies of what is makes up our our being and our life and and i you know to what you're saying is it's never one or the other You know, there's a lot of different analogies that I like for this concept. One of them is sort of like um, a bird that it's like the wings of a bird, so that it's you know you could call it the masculine and feminine. It's it's the so there's a balance. So you know, again to your point, you can't you can't just have all one or the other. And I I speak I use the term masculine and feminine because it allows for a little bit of tangible understanding of what shifts can happen. Because when we think of, okay, if we if we feel like we live in a more masculine driven world, it is because it's more production based. And we're a little bit less focused. There's, there's a, a lack of presence from what we would call the feminine energy, which is that which understands the importance of things like ease and being within your true essence and balance and harmony. And so I like to use the analogy of the root system. If you see the feminine is just like the rooting that keeps us grounded, and the masculine is the beautiful growth that's possible when we have a healthy foundation of of groundedness and root systems. Yes. But we're neglecting that. Yeah and but we're neglecting that and we're seeing the repercussions which is the growth we have is often very sick like you and I you know again when we we spoke last I was you know I've been sick this year and it's really taken me by surprise I didn't expect it just like you and sometimes I feel like it's our bodies trying to communicate with us when we tr- when we're trying to not listen to our bodies right it's always like that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's always, always yeah it's always um, any
1: Whether it's a mental uh, illness, whether it's a a physical illness, um, emotional, it's always our bodies communicating. Uh, It's like literally like in a car, you have the empty gas tank, you know, um, signal, it's a signal to uh, stop and really kind of like think, okay, things cannot continue this way. Or um, if I continue, if I continue doing what I've been doing, things will go worse, right? I need to change something. And um, yeah, and it focuses us or it uh, pushes us to switch the focus into a different direction. So absolutely.
0: Yes, exactly. And could you speak a little bit, Daniela, to how this relates to a spiritual awakening? Because sort of my understanding is that Spiritual awakenings happen in all different degrees and forms and and many different times throughout our life. But it seems like it is that time where it's almost like this gentle calling that's trying to remind us that maybe we've drifted a bit from who we really are and that we're going so far that we are becoming sick and not aligned with our true sort of purpose and being, and that we're, you know, we're living a life that maybe has no actual meaning or value to us, but we don't realize it because we're so, so stuck in that mindset of our mind and our body, which is, this is what I have to do. I have to do this because that's what you do. You get a job, you work really hard, you need to be successful, you need to pay the bills, and we're, we've we lost touch with our true essence. So, you know, and, and for my recent spiritual awakening, it was a lot of things that I didn't I didn't want to go through it. Like it was a lot of old emotional upheaval that came up because it was. It was like I was trying to just keep running, 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 and not deal with things. So it was like spirit kind of had to guide me and help me remember what's true. So I, I guess what I'm getting to is, it seems like a spiritual awakening happens when to bring you back to what's true.
1: Yes, yes, that's that's a very beautiful. Set. It's it. Yeah, it is. It is to bring you back to the truth it it, yeah it is to bring you back to the truth um how i sometimes call it um it's it's really when um when um our soul um decides not to play this type of game anymore it's like and I truly believe that we pre-planning on some level. And when we got to the point that uh, we cannot take it in, anymore, it's where, and we are willing to change. We are willing to change uh, because we, um, and it, it may, on a physical level, it may um, look like uh, or come in, a, in any form. It may be in a form of illness. Uh, mental, physical, it may uh, exhaustion, uh, divorce, the death of a loved one, relationship, sometimes twin flame relationship, like any, any which seems to be kind of like a negative because there is a lot of turmoil involved, a lot of, a uh, lot of crushing, a lot of negative emotions, a lot of resistance to what is like, it's like I cannot take this anymore. lot of emotions, mental patterns, then when we are open and we are ready to shift, then the spiritual awakening happens and we are moved into the different direction. And that's where uh, literally us, because there are people around us, um, coaches, books, to, to direct us onto the the right path or to direct us to the truth. that That's what in my case, like when I, I really wanted to remember who I was, uh, things just started happening so fast. Like so fast. I did not need to do research. Things started coming to me. People were starting, people would say something that from a normal perspective was just a sentence. And I was like, what? And I had to be with that sentence for like, it meant so, me- so much for me. And that's why it was like creating the puzzle. So um, we go through it. Um, I, I believe all your listeners are somewhere in that journey, you know, some at the beginning, some maybe a little bit further ahead. It's a journey for all of us, um, but uh, it is, it is really because whatever we've been doing doesn't serve us. It doesn't work, uh, whether we take it on a personal level, um, illnesses, divorces, uh, anxiety in kids, anxiety, depression in adults, you go there, addictions, um, or whether we take it and look at it from the global level, uh, wars, uh, terror, um, you know, any negative events, you um, Environmental issues, like anything, it does not serve us because we are truly living just from the mind, and we are we are basically going against ourselves. We are going against our true nature, and uh, that's a kind of lesson for us.
0: Yeah, and then I think that pretty much sums up 2020 so far as a decade. (laughs) And so it's it's like so you know there's the micro and the macro. So it's as if on a macro level we're are our world is having a spiritual awakening that's why these things are we're we're at war right now we just went through a pandemic we're having a crisis with the climate everything everything it's fine it's being put right in our faces that what we are doing is not working it's not serving us it's not sustainable and we need to wake up and and recognize that we feel like we need to keep going 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 every day but if we do we're going off the cliff yes yes
1: and Yes. And whether it's on a personal or on a mass or global level, the message is one. The message is really very simple. It's to remember who we are, to remember that we do not create with action, to remember that we don't create with force. We can never, we will, and we cannot create from fear and any, any creation, any action taken from the place of fear. And uh, right now, people probably 90% more, 95% of people do take action from fear. Even going daily to a job you hate, it's an action from fear Mm -hmm. that will have a negative impact in your life sooner or later. So it's, it's very, it goes very deep. It's really remembering who we are. We are... A multidimensional beings. We are very, very um powerful beings, uh, energetic beings, and we forgot who we are, and we are literally playing a game, not remembering, um, and it doesn't serve us. That's not how we create. So this is when we shift into the higher consciousness, we realize who we are, and then um. Then it's a different because we look at the world. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not the way. Why? Why are you so rushing? Like, no, uh, we create with energy, not with action. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do anything. It's a, it's a concept that mind doesn't understand. It's like, no, hold on, we need to take action. No, you are action. Your walking through from from kitchen to bedroom or outside is an action. Uh, that's enough. That's self-sufficient. So it's not about uh, not doing anything and just sitting. It's living. It's fully living. Mm -hmm. And you are the force when you fully live, you create. But you don't create with planning. Oh, I I have this to-do list and I need to do this task or I need to do... These things to create a goal or to create revenue or to make profit. That's a completely mind stuff. Uh, The profit, the money, everything happens naturally from your being. So uh so the truth is really, it's like it's everything is switching or shifting us to remembering who we are, and that that's not how we do things. How, we've, how we have been how we've been living for thousands and thousands of years
0: yeah yeah and and it does seem there's this awareness coming back and i think more people are asking do we have to live this way and and why do we live this way you know because as you spoke to we have this idea that we have to work these jobs that we may not like to finance for our family and take care and just all these like it's these rules and these concepts that we created you know and and as you spoke of force we sort of force these certain ideas into like what life looks like but life is energy it doesn't have to take any specific form we've forced, we've put it into this very particular format where you're born and you go to school, and you're supposed to get educated. And you're supposed to get married, and we 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 created that. And it's fine. It's all a game, right? Ultimately, life is just a game. So we've made a game. But maybe it's time to ask: Do we want to keep playing this game? Because it's not so much fun for most people. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, we're not yes. having a great time. Yes, and this is exactly how I how I uh, explain it. That it's. Um, it's literally like uh, playing a mono- monopoly. Mm-hmm. So when you have a monopoly, you have a you have, or any other board game, you have a board, you have the characters, you have rules, you have you have sets of rules, you have you know you have um, implications. What what happens when something happens and and stuff like that, and you play the game within that board. And uh, we kind of forgot that we actually designed the game and uh, we designed the the rules. And then we actually can completely change the game. Uh, we cannot see that when we are in the lower consciousness, when we live from the mind, mm-hmm. uh, life is so serious that it doesn't even cross our mind. Uh, when we awaken, when we go th- through the ascension, when we um, and when we really are in the high consciousness, then which is the consciousness of our true self. Um, it's like yeah, I can shift and we can shift every day. like we can literally shift every day and we can we can move and experience any experience we we want to, because uh, the board is just the board. we can just sh- switch it. Um, so um, so they're they're kind of like um, to to really understand the concept um, as I when I work with my clients that's, and, and when I talk to people, that's how I explain it. Like There are literally two states. It's a state of the human self that is completely conditioned and living from the mind, which life is a struggle, this is what it is. It's like I was born, I was dropped here on the earth and these are the rules and I'm just, I have no idea what I'm doing here, but I just try my best, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not nice life. It's like, it has, okay, sometimes it's good when we have vacation and weekends, but most of it is struggle and pushing hard. And the other state is the higher consciousness, is the true self. It's really a complete different consciousness because we, we go beyond the mind. We bypass the mind. We are no longer the mind. We no longer associate it, even ourselves with the mind and the body. Um, and we see the life through as a consciousness sees it, how how the reality is really an illusion, and it's like a more it's real like playing with a clay and molding it anyway, like molding it any way you want, and uh, and then there is no fear, there is no struggle, you don't push against anything because if you know if you really know not intellectually not when when i say well the reality is an illusion right and you're like and people are like yeah 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 okay no that's not when you truly know when you have a deep knowing and you look around and like yeah this is not real you know it mm-hmm. why would you force yourself way through it fear like no, but but when you are in a higher consciousness, you never do it. Yeah, because there is no fear. You you're like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that stuff anymore, and you drop the con- condition, you drop the daily actions that the humans or conditioned humans do. So that those are two states, and uh, hopefully more and more people will shift to the to the different state and and drop the mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I feel that it's it's pretty much inevitable because i believe that that everything is going to everything always returns back to its natural true state and we've gone very far from our normal state which i think maybe the point of consciousness and experience is to, we know to know all aspects of ourselves which we might call higher consciousness the universe god to know every single part so right now we're very far detached from our true essence. And sometimes you have to go all the way that far and have that full experience to finally turn around and make your way back to what's real. And to me, yes. when I say it out loud, it, it reminds me of, the an, on an individual level, level, the experience of addiction, where you think that you need something to escape to get away from your experience, who you are, and you have to go as far as possible, you hit your bottom until you finally recognize the only way to go is back to who you are through recovery, through turning back to your true and accepting your true self, not trying to avoid it or fight it or force something. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: And um, uh, the the same the it's it's the same for everything. Everything is the same for applies the same way for individual consciousness and the mass consciousness. Yeah. So, would you would you just would you just describe that we've been kind of going the wrong way, and uh, we are going to our true selves as a as a society, as a humanity uh and it 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 was just an experience like we wanted to experience ourselves the consciousness from a different uh level that's true and uh it may take it may take a few hundred years until we switch, but the same concept applies to our individual consciousness so um as I said the for the consciousness, um, it's really just an experience. So, when people go through a hard time, uh, struggle, illness, and divorce, anything, um, that is perceived by the mind and the human self negative for the consciousness is just an experience. So and we have free will. So we can choose to have this experience because the consciousness does not judge us. The soul or the consciousness is not like, well, yeah, let's move you here because it will be better for you. No, unless you make that choice, you're not. And you may, for the rest of your life, stay in that negative experience. And when, we, when you do the thing we call die, which is not death, Actually, uh, you will be like, "Oh, oh, I actually had a choice. Okay, let's do this again. <laughs> so uh, So really what I'm here to say to people that you know don't wait for the next lifetime, you can choose. And I know that humanity may, from what I see, may probably take 200, 300 years to really uh, shift, but on the individual level, we can shift. And we can shift from the negative experience to positive experience and literally change the board game, change the game very, very quickly. And we don't need to wait. So there are these two kind of uh, dimensions or components like the, the mass, but also individual. And we do not need to follow the mass consciousness. There is this individual consciousness and that's our free choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So many thoughts about that. One, I just have to share. So you mentioned like it could be a few hundred years and I've sensed that too. And I've, I've been very drawn to the concept of the shamanic concept of seven generations, where what we do now is for the betterment and, and evolution of where our society will be, where our people will be, our ancestors in 700 years, right? In seven generations. And my prediction is that it's about like 500 years because it was like two years ago when I was first kind of having my spiritual awakenings or one of my spiritual awakenings. And I got a random text from a random number that was like this little picture that said, you will have happiness and joy and abundance and beauty. And I was like, well, that's a nice thought. And so I, I didn't know who it was from, but I saved it. And for some reason it saved to my phone and it said like July 12th, 2,520. Like for some reason it saved it to the year. Five hundred years from now, and just I got this sense of like, oh, that's when things are going to be very different. And maybe I'm off by a couple hundred years. But uh, yeah, very really, like strong. Like that's why we're doing the work now because in five hundred years we can be living so differently in our joy, in ease, yeah. and in freedom. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, on a mass level, yeah. But also, I want to emphasize that um, um, people can reach that state sooner. People can, yeah. So it's not like okay. I don't want people to think that uh, or be in the state like, okay, so I'm doing this work for my future generations to save the earth. No, 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 no. You have to. You are came here to remember who you are, and you can completely forget about the earth and the future generations and shift now, right now, and that shift will change the future generations. Mm-hmm. Um, this is because. Um, uh, that that feels like a lot of pressure and that feels like a lot of responsibility. And it's like, really, that's why am I here? Um, no, no, you're here to have fun. You are really here to have fun and to have joy. That state of being shifts the mass consciousness. So, um, uh, Many times what I see, um, especially very highly spiritual entrepreneurs and coaches and healers, is like they want to heal the planet and they want to um, you know, help others and shift the mass consciousness. You cannot do that because, again, by the definition, there is nothing out there. Mm-hmm. You cannot change what does not exist. You shift you. You shift only you. To the joy you but it can it, it it really it's pure joy, pure joy of consciousness that is what shifts the planet and the mass consciousness you have to turn away from doing the work out there because there is nothing out there yeah, everything is just a hologram so um matrix it's 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 a fascinating concept but um, you don't need. We don't need to sacrifice our lives here, or we are not healing anything. We are only remembering who we are, and when we switch to the joy, who we are. Um, that's that's the biggest help we can give to this planet.
0: Yeah, yeah. And on that note, I would love to speak directly to individuals. Go back. Bring it back down to the individual level, and. I would like to offer you know, some of my experience and share a little bit more about what we spoke about and, and just share in general about what the individual experience is of an awakening, of this changing, of this shifting of ourselves. Because again, I know for myself, I was very scared when it first started happening because I see it now, but I I was having to let go of what I thought was true and it, to me it felt like i was having like a mental breakdown because i was breaking down and crying i also when my awakening started i became even more fixated on the things that i'd always been preoccupied with that were not real things like materialism superficial things my you know looks approval success all these things i was i felt like i was just getting so obsessed with them and i was like why is this coming up now i felt like i'd you know kind of grown from this but it was like kind of excavating the last of these false beliefs. And so I want to speak to this because I think that it's common for people who are making this shift to sometimes it gets worse before it gets better, right? Because you're actually, I feel like you're looking right in the face, the things that the, the falsehoods that you've created, and it's not fun. It's actually quite unpleasant because one, you're having to let go of the things that you've Created meaning with your whole life. Okay, well, if I can get approval from people, if people like me, if I'm seen a certain way, if I get success, then I'll be good, then I'll be approved of. But that's not true. We don't need anything to be perfect and unconditionally loved, right? So letting go of those falsehoods can be, it's, I mean, I think that's why we call it a dark night of the soul. Is it sort of recognizing, oh my gosh, everything I thought was true might not be. And it can be full, yes. even uh, when even when we're letting go of things that cause us so much strife and misery. It's still what we knew
1: because it's the security. Because the again, it's the mind conditioning. Uh, we think that that's us, and we think that we need that because we've been conditioned. Like that's. Who, what my status is, what my name is, how I act, how I was thinking and feeling for, I don't know, 40 years or 30 years yeah. uh, or 50 years, that's who I am. And uh, during the dark night of the soul, uh, we are literally, or the the soul, the consciousness, the force strips us of that. Oh, it's like, okay, you got to just let go and drop that. all, and it's very scary. And uh, it's very scary. It's very uncomfortable. Um, So again, it really depends where everyone is on the journey. But uh, what you describe is the dark night of the soul. I was going through that um, a few years back. And um, it's anything but nice. It's like, uh, it's like the, it's like the death, but it is death. it's really it like a death. It's really a death of your mind, of the mind. It's uh, that of yourself as a persona, as who you think you are. And um, only then you, you can be born again and, uh, yeah. and remembering. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. And I, I remember describing it when I would you know, call my mom and so upset and not knowing what was going on. I would say, I feel like I'm being tortured. I feel like I'm going through like mental torture because again, I would just have all these thoughts and these, these fears that were just like consuming me. And I, I guess I want to speak to this because I, I, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what it was. And I think, again, being a part of, you know, this game, the the illusion, we're going to gravitate towards what we're told. Oh, well, maybe you have a mental disorder. Maybe you're having, you know, and so, so I you know, and if you go see a doctor, they're not going to, they might not know what's going on. And so they might just want to prescribe you medications. And this is not in any way to mo- to, you know, discount modern medicine. It does wonderful things. And our body does sometimes fail and we need medicine to help us. However, it's not always that. And, and that's what, again, you helped me with during our conversation is, you know, things I was going through mentally and in my body were the passing. It was a death. It was a death. And so my body was, um, I got really sick and I had these symptoms and I was in a lot of fear, but it was a, it was a mix of getting an illness, but also of this process. You know, I, th- I had a lot of experiences like trembling in my body. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of anxiety. And again, I think most people's go to is there's something very wrong and I need to get it fixed right now. But there is nothing wrong. It's just trust, a lot of trust in the process, would you say?
1: Yes, yes. A lot trust in the process and then having someone who uh, can help with that or who've been through it. Uh, There are so many um, wonderful and talented uh, coaches and healers. It really helps. Um, I remember me, um, I was like just Googling stuff and, Thinking I'm crazy. Probably I'm crazy. <laughs> Probably I am going crazy. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't have anyone to talk to, um, and uh, I had, I had, I had a um, few friends. Uh, I had a very good friend, and uh, but they didn't understand, right? Like so, then you kind of like uh, don't even want to talk about it because, like, well, you cannot. I, I remember one one phase when I was. Um, Um, it was during the dark night of the soul and um, I didn't want to be here. Yeah. And and I had such a strong feeling that this is not what it is. It's like, this is not real. I I don't want to be here because this is not real. This is not. And I was on the phone with a friend and he's like, Danielle, are you depressed? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not depressed. (laughs) I just don't want to be here because... This is not who I am. Um, so it it can it can really uh, look look differently for everyone it can look like a depression it can look like anxiety it can like you you just start trembling like it can look like uh spending um hours in a fetal position in bed and just crying 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 um yes (laughs) uh, i've done that right yeah Yeah, we've been through that Uh, i've been through that so Mm -hmm. it can look like uh nevertheless um absolutely when you have a problem you have to go to doctor yes. uh, but even really, really. even when we take uh the anxiety or depression it's um that's what i was telling when when i in the past when i worked with women with severe anxiety and severe depression it's like well you're just absolutely disconnected from who you are yeah you have a diagnosis and i had i had someone who had five diagnoses um Mania, depression, depression, severe anxiety, panic attacks, and something else, like everything. What for fifteen years? Mm-hmm. And um, prescriptions and people, you know, the doctors tried magneting therapy and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you're completely in fear and disconnected from who you are. You are just, and you, your system, your true system, cannot take it anymore. So. When you know what to do, you shift from the anxiety, you shift from the depression, and you then don't need uh, the prescriptions. But when you're really in the mind, you need the prescriptions. So uh, um, so it's really um, kind of like a topic really on an individual basis, right? Uh, I had someone who had depression and they had such a huge activation and awakening that it just disappeared. And they started seeing and perceiving things differently. So um, some are ready, some are more ready, some are less ready. Some, even the dark night of the soul, not everybody needs to go through it for months. Sometimes it's just a quick shift. So not everyone needs to heal for 10 years, right? Right now I'm working with a client. who The shift is literally immediate uh, within a few weeks or months. So but having someone uh, listening to podcasts like this and understanding like, "Oh, okay. So, okay. I'm not crazy. So what do I do? And, um, and there are, and whatever kind of like feeds your soul, whatever you gravitate to, maybe it's a ritual you have, you have on your podcast with me, you know, amazing, talented, gifted healers and guests. And, If it's a a certain ritual, if it's a clearing chakra you gravitate to, then do that. If it's something else, then do that. You know, like um, because we are so different. Yes. Right? Um, But as you go, as you go, as you go. And then one point I want to make is that if it doesn't feel right anymore, if it's not fun anymore, drop it. Don't um, because that's another side of spirituality I've seen people for 10 years doing certain rituals just because they think that they need to do them mm-hmm. and this is how the mind kind of comes to us from the back door while before the mind was telling us you need to work 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 you need to work harder you need to do this you need to do that then we have a awakening and we find all these rituals and spirituality and journaling and meditating and uh, clearing chakras. And now we spend hours and hours a day doing those activities. And again, it's the mind telling us that we are not enough and we need to evolve and we need to do those activities and continue doing them. No, we don't uh, do it when it serves you, but when you feel like well yeah this is not fun anymore or i'm pushing it then drop it because it may be that you don't need it because you are actually whole without any ritual you don't need at the end of the day when we clear our stuff and we shift we understand that we don't need any rituals unless we want to do it but it's not for make us whole it's not to become enlightened You can be enlightened right here right now. Yes. So it's 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 kind of a trick the mind plays um on us and a lot of spiritual healers or coaches uh, fall into that trap and then then find themselves in a, another kind of exhaustion. Um it's still working, it's still doing, it's still action, but now a different kind of But it's still never enough because I need to go to attain attain certain goal, certain enlightenment, certain evolution. No, if you drop the mind, you just drop it and you are it. You
0: are whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this makes me think about the ability to listen to our intuition, to the voice within, rather than turning outward to get guidance, instruction. Those things are important because, you know, again, Danielle, all this just reminds me about the game of life. You know, sometimes our souls come here and they want to take the longer, different routes. They want to find these different modalities. They want to do all this. But sometimes our soul's kind of on a fast track in this lifetime. Maybe we've lived this lifetime many times and this time we're like, okay, I'm ready to like expedite mm-hmm. it this time. Because as you said, some people, we end our, you know, we come into this world and we might feel I, this isn't real. I want to get out. So we get out. But then as soon as we get out, we remember, I chose to come here because I wanted to have a certain experience. So we come back and we remember things better. So to your point, I think that whatever's calling you, it's because that's what your path is through this lifetime. And it's different for everyone else, for every person, right?
1: Yes. Different things and- will
0: heal us. Different things will ail us, but it's all a part of our unique path.
1: Yes. And everything is valid. Exactly. So yeah. it's, um, it's um, everything is valid. Uh, I I know, I know so many gifted healers, coaches, uh, spiritual people, um, and they help and they bring miracles results to their clients. And it's because their clients need them and want them because they are on their path. Yes. Right. So uh, there is a, it's like, there is a, Everything is valid and everything is there for ourselves. What so you listening to yourself, everyone listening to um to themselves is like, does this make me feel good or do I do it? Because a society in, in these terms, a spiritual circle or realm, or this group is telling me that I need to do it. And if you feel like it's like Yeah, it's just kind of like if I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't do it. But I'm scared that if I don't do this chakra cleaning, then uh, I'm not going to evolve. Mm -hmm. Then drop it because then it doesn't serve you. Then it's an action taken from the fear, right? But uh, for someone else that going through that experience of chakra healings and there is a different path for everyone so it's so important to listen and really the question is how does this feel for me how does this feel for me um not everyone gravitates to me like for some people i the concepts and the, the stuff i'm doing is like wow what they are not ready for it and that's fine um and for some people it's like yeah daniela i've I know this, like what you shared, I know it. how do I, I just don't know how to do it. So um there is coach, book, uh, course, everything for everyone. And you don't do what others are doing. Never, never. Even when I coach, I never tell or work with a client. I never tell them what to do. Never, ever tell them what to do. What do you want to do? And how does it feel? I, I you know as a coach we need to find the answers we need just to help them the clients to find the answers within them but if someone is telling you well you need to do this please fire them yeah, <laughs> just run run no yes. run if someone <laughs> if someone tells you that he is or she is the guru and she knows everything run cuz you know everything you might not remember but you
0: know um, they probably just want your money or your energy. They want to maybe exert some control, have some power over you. So yeah. It's yeah. Important to...
1: But, uh, but again, it's from the fear. Even those coaches do it from the fear. Um, I have no fear because, um, I know who I am and I know that like, I don't know, people like me. Some people don't like me. Some people will end up my clients, but I had so many experiences when I, just on a simple talk or just on a simple meeting, people have tremendous shift. And they said, Danielle I don't know why, but like things shifted. And I'm like, yeah, I know why. It's the energy. It's the energy. Not everyone needs to end up like kind of work. We, we don't need to work together. Yeah. And, you know, some people, some people really, um, work from the low consciousness as well I need to get clients no that's a mind stuff like you are already abundant you just need to be you so dropping the fear dropping the fear dropping the fear everything is a fear and uh, and um, we are not we are we are completely fearless
0: yeah so again this brings up so many thoughts um, one um, it reminds me not to judge anyone's path or no, no. any anyone in this world because we don't know what their time is, what their experience they're seeking in this particular lifetime. So, and I think, because I think there can be a lot of judgment of like, oh, what is that person? You know, they're so unevolved or they're, what are they, you know, they're not doing anything with their life. But those judgments, we we can't ever speak those for, of others because we don't know what they're, path is
1: um yeah that's absolutely the truth that uh, we everyone has their own path so we don't know uh so that's first one um the other thing to 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 know is that um judgment is a mind stuff judgment exists only as a conditioning because consciousness doesn't judge Mm -hmm. Consciousness is just like our soul, everything just is. So if you judge, you are in the mind and you are literally seeing the world through, or when we judge, we are in the mind and we are seeing the the world through our beliefs. And we compare the external to our belief system. And the moment it doesn't align with our belief system, we judge. That, That tells you itself that it's the mind stuff. When we drop the mind, we have no belief system. We just are, Mm. there is no, do you have any opinion? No, I don't. Why? You need to have an opinion or whatever, something. No, I don't need to. Why? Because I don't judge. Opinion is judgment. It's my belief system against your belief system. And this is divorce. These are force. These are all conflicts. This is uh, parent and child conflicts. Everything comes in the mind. So, um, And the third point I would make in terms of judgment is every time we judge someone, we judge ourselves. Because again, there is no one out there. Everyone and everything is a holographic projection of who we are, of our state of being as a consciousness that created experience. So if we judge someone, we judge ourselves. And that again forces us or should it's a pointer to why am i judging this person and what do i fear it's always judgment is always fear it's always fear what do i fear that makes me to judge this person because i tell you what give me like any example okay i okay let's say i let's say i go um uh, I walk on the street and there is a homeless person, right? And let's say I look at them and I judge them. Um, I have these thoughts about how they can live that like that, how they could allow it to happen, blah, 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 blah. What, what is the thought? It's a conditioning. I'm looking at myself where I am and, and judging that person. But really what, I'm, what the mind is doing, it's a projection of fear, because my deepest fear is that I end up like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to end up like that. So what do I do? I judge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a survival mechanism. Um, everything that mind does is a survival mechanism. And that's why it's really hard to um, to see things. Because it's so tricky. It's so wrapped in the mind makes Make the illusion, makes the illusion real.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So that's why to come out of it, we need to drop the mind. We completely need to drop the belief systems and the emotional and thought patterns we had.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And because that's the the mind will want to wants to make it wants to make sense of things. That's its job. I mean, ultimately the mind is a tool that we were given to navigate this illusion. And it's going to want to compute things. So it's going to wanna say, okay that that homeless person state is bad and i am good there's no truth there there's no like you said there, there is no judgment in the in the ultimate you know in the consciousness we we just we formulate that in our minds so yes. it, when we are able to release that we see the truth which is that nothing has any greater value than another thing And everything is is a worthy experience, whether you're having the experience of being a homeless person, which has immense value in that experience and that understanding of life versus someone who's, we might call stable or, you know, that it's just, it's all an illusion, but we create these, these judgments, which it's it's not a bad thing, except that it creates such um, distress for us and it creates such division and a lack of, uh, we feel like we don't understand one another when we do.
1: It okay. is and it creates separation and it yes. uh, it creates separation really for uh, understanding ourselves better. But when we, uh, when we understand how the mind works and how it creates the illusion, how it keeps us in the illusion, then we are able to drop it and uh, shift into the higher consciousness when there are no thoughts like that. It's not like I have to it's not like you have to, um, not to make yourself not to think those thoughts,
0: Yeah,
1: those states, those thoughts do not exist there because again, you see the world through the eyes of your true self or the consciousness and everything is perfect. <laughs> everything is perfect. There is no judgment and there is no judgment of others, but there is no judgment also yourself as you, um, so, again, whenever we judge something out there, we judge ourselves. We have so much judgment yeah. conditioned into ourselves yeah. and limitations. And the world is there to remind us of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that that is remembering who we are. Then we release judgment because who we are is all one. We're all, there's no difference between you and I and this and that. Again, it's a gift. It's a gift that we have to play this game. But in reality, we're all the same thing. We're all connected. But if we were always in that state, we'd just always be in sort of like the, the conscious, the higher consciousness. But we're, again, playing this game of, can we remember who we are when we've been kind of stripped of that remembrance? Yes. And it's a yes. fun game until it's not, as we described. <laughs> and, and another <laughs> challenge is, so one is this judgment, but then another, and I feel like we're kind of um, like, almost like reviewing the four agreements, which is a fabulous book, if anyone hasn't read it. And because you mentioned something about, um, when people, you don't connect with certain people or when you don't get certain clients, or when you, maybe you feel rejected by a potential romantic partner, taking things personally, uh, that lives in the mind as well, because nothing is personal. It's just literally us, you know, moving about walking our path and certain people will, like you said, like certain things are for us and certain things are not, you know, we don't have to do certain things. So sometimes when we try to force something, it's not that it's an offense or a rejection when it doesn't work out, it's just not meant for us. But we take things so personally and it causes us great grief, right?
1: Yes, because again, the mind uh, as it has been designed, the conditioning as it has been designed on the mind, uh, the conditioning has been instilled in ours is we look for ourselves in others. If we do not find that, we judge or, you know, we do certain other things. Um, you mentioned rejection. Uh, no one, never ever can or can someone else reject you. You can only reject yourself. Absolutely. So again, when someone rejects you, uh, it may be a romantic partner or it may be a client. Um, you've rejected yourself because there is a fear, A sort of that made the that manifested on a physical level on a physical realm as a rejection, as this other person rejected, rejecting you. But it's the fear you have in you that created the rejection. Everything the consciousness travels as as a light. It it goes through a different, I think, seven dimensions. And the, mm-hmm. the the physical reality as we know it and live it is the the last one, is the deep, it's a dense, it's a very rigid. Um anything that shows up in our physical reality need needs needs to go through our metaphysical body first, which is a higher uh dimension, and that is our thoughts and emotions. So the whatever is in your metaphysical body projects itself and m- manifests itself in then later in the physical reality. So your physical, it's it's amazing because if you understand this, you never judge anything. You never even take any negativity from anyone because you know you created it in yourself and there is something in yourself that created it then it's absolutely impossible to judge it or to be mm. to be worried about it or to not like it it's like no you say oh okay thank you for rejecting me because okay what is it in me that makes makes me fear what kind of belief system like what what is there that made this rejection just happen like it's there is no coincidence Nothing, not one person, not the bird that flies by, not the car that drives by, nothing is a coincidence. Everything that everyone says or tells you or do, any event that happens is a synchronicity. People look for uh, spiritual, people sometimes like look for synchronicity. Don't look for synchronicity. Everything is a synchronicity. You just you just don't see it now or you cannot translate it. And that's your work to pay attention and to go within rather than judge and point to the the outside or to the external.
0: Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's a a powerful (laughs) lesson, but it's one that we may spend this whole lifetime recognizing because it truly does set us free when we acknowledge and can live by all the points you just made. And that's why I think it's so important to have people like you um speaking to these things and inspiring these notions in people because i think truly in a lot of ways we've lost our way and but we all have this like sneaking suspicion about what you just said all these things i think innately will resonate with us because again it's the ultimate truth and that that resides within us so i appreciate you for speaking this and i love having this conversation obviously i'm very excited about it and having a great time because these are the big <laughs> concepts that i just love talking about it's because it's what is the true nature of things um and with, with that said, I want to do a little side note before we kind of start wrapping things up. Cause I would love for you to offer like a last few points about how people can begin to move from this, you know, fixation on the mind and the body into this state that's more of ease and to have more of you know things happen more seamlessly. Um, I just want to say back to the, our point of we were discussing about spiritual awakenings and that if somebody is in that place where you know Daniela found herself quite a few years ago where I found myself earlier this year. Um, There are so many resources and I encourage people to reach out. Of course, if you're having significant mental struggles or physical ailments, illness, seek out professional help, right? Um, You can seek out a therapist such as myself that is um, spiritually based that might be able to help you through this if you have an inclination that it's awakening based. Um, But if you're having any sort of physical struggles, also seek out medical, professional medical help because it, you know, as Daniela would say, it's just because it's a mental construct doesn't mean it's not real in our body if we believe it in our mind, because that's the it, way it works. It, it, it always is real. Yeah,
1: It always is real. So um, I don't want people saying it's not real. No. But again, what I said, it's like the, it, it does show up in a, in a physical reality as a really as a physical unless um i had clients with cancer i had clients with thyroid issues like uh, with chronic disease um so absolutely but if you were at the point where uh like you checked everything like yeah i've been to the doctor yeah i had prescription i have this i have this and my doctor just tells well i don't know it's just this or this and they cannot help you anymore then then it may be it may be the awakening and um Actually, every depression, every depression and anxiety, I have to say that yeah. because it's working. It is a, a it is a push. It may be not an awakening, but it is a push to awakening. Yeah, it, it is a push to for yourself to do things differently, to get out of the fear, to um, to go inward. Um, so podcasts like these books, absolutely. Um, and, and
0: coaches like you, um, really, really are helpful, um, to help. And people people can reach out to you as well to work with you because you offer, this is what you do with your clients. Yes.
1: Yes, I do. Um, again, those who resonate, um, they can, uh, feel free to contact me on my uh, website, danielashluck.com. And, um, usually people when reach out to me they are ready because uh, and then they sh- again they shift really um they shift really fast because it's like they are ready so it's uh but if you are in that kind of like a center of the dark night of the soul um that was your question, I think, because uh, Whitney, you asked me a question like, "What can people do if they are in the dark night of the soul?" Right?
0: Yeah, like, or just experience. when they're when they're trying to move from that space of being like in the in their mental okay energy yeah. and in their body. Right? How can they begin that process of moving more into their being? Okay, so um,
1: I think this this will help everyone, regardless of where they are. Um, because even when you are in the dark night of the soul or having these symptoms, um, it doesn't help when you're in the mind because you are trying to figure it out. Um, here's the the thing. The mind cannot ever figure it out because the mind is a result of the consciousness. It's a physical projection of the consciousness and it is, it is not capable of figuring out. So as you said, Whitney, going... Or shifting from the mind into the body is the key. So if you um, if you can um, literally do any, I would say the most powerful thing that you one can do is be present, be present with what is, um, be present where you are. You may try different rituals, but um, be where you are. And just look around yourself, not trying to think about what is going on. Just uh, for me, um, I love nature, whether it was in the past or now. Uh, You know, going outside, you go outside and just look look at the trees, look at the birds, look at the grass, look at the clouds. And the mind will be like, well, this is a kind of waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. That's your portal. That's your portal. That's your that's your healing, and the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it, uh, the better you will feel because the mind wants to understand. For example, the awakening. Now it cannot. Like it, there can be some pointers, but to be honest, you will fully understand the awakening and all the systems, uh, symptoms, and everything you go through uh, once you're. Once you're through it, (laughs) once you are, once you go through it, then you look back and like, oh wow, okay, got it. And it's because it has to be experienced. The consciousness is what experiences things. The mind is logic. Uh, Awakening is not logical. A lot of stuff that I do, you do, uh, people go through, is not based on logic and trying to apply logic to it actually worsens the symptoms because we want to be out of it. We want to feel better, but we want to do something. Um, Just be where you are. A lot of time, a lot of time really accepting it. Accepting it like, um, I remember, I remember, my my toughest times when i uh um, when it's like I don't want to go through this, this is too painful. um accepting it that it is a painful and letting go of the and letting go would be the which is acceptance, letting go of the resistance of not not wanting to go through it, uh, and that's where the trust comes. It's like, okay. At some point, um, probably, I don't know if you had experience, but me, definitely. um, I had to tell myself, okay, I give up. I give up. I give up resistance. I give up. You surrender. Knowing, I give up the need of knowing what's going to happen. I give up what's happening. I give up the need to understand. I just give up. Okay. Whatever needs to happen. Okay. I allow it to happen. And that shifted things in two or three days. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Now I feel better because, um, the resistance is in the mind. The resistance creates more resistance yeah. because the mind wants to keep status quo. The mind knows nothing but our old self, our history, our personality, our gender, our, um, experience, our jobs, our the people in our lives, like, right? And it doesn't know the future. Uh, Awakening and all this stuff is completely unknown to it. So it holds on to it. Um, So it's your job to drop the mind and surrender. Like, yeah, okay, I give up. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah,
1: And then take the next step and then to take the next step and to take the next step.
0: Yeah, and then from there, as when you surrender, you know something you shared with me, Daniela, when we talked, that was helpful. As you said, um, that after you surrender, you need to trust that these emotions just need to go through you. Um, there, things are getting out of your system as you surrender. You're sort of your system, sort of clearing um, met, of the metaphysical body, and that was really important for me to hear because I could just kind of let go and trust. Not say like, oh my gosh, why is my heart beating fast? Why is why am I shaking? Why it's just clearing and it's energy clearing and when energy leaves you it's going to have cuz we are energy so there's going to be a shift in our energetic field so it it does take a lot of um surrender and trust to yeah. and then when once you surrender it, it it passes and then you feel yes yes uh so i would i would
1: give an example of um so people can really understand what's going on it's like if you have a it's it's energy it's energy in motion that needs to kind of play itself out. So let's say you have a, I don't know, there is a door, right? And you have a door um in your room and you or in your closet. And now you take the door and you tear it out and you throw it on the floor. It's what the door will does. It will do a lot of noise. Bang, bang, bang. And it like goes down, up and down, up and down, bam, 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 bam. that's awakening, that's ascension. And it goes, this is a simple analogy, but it it goes in a cycle, but in like when you are in one cycle, literally what's happening is your old and emotional patterns are switching, are breaking, are disappearing, are changing. So that energy and they carry certain energetic blueprint in your metaphysical body. That blueprint, that energy needs to play out. It needs to go through your system and out. When we don't want to do it, it's like, no, 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 I don't. We really make it harder for us. So letting go and knowing that, oh, okay, we let the energy... Yeah, okay, you have a headache, so what? Yeah, okay, you feel, you feel bad, so what? but I shouldn't. Well, but that should is causing the resistance who said you should not because you're, you want to be a superhero, super mom, super worker. No. So you're crying. So what? Like allowing ourselves to be, and that's, that's acceptance. Allow yourself to go through whatever you are going through. Okay. So you're going through tough times. Okay. Um, and it actually, actually you can apply to anything. Like I, um when I was I had I had covid um earlier this year and um uh, you and me both yeah and and um, I had huge huge symptoms and like I was in a bed and I'm like okay I was ready to die I'm like okay you know everything hurt what was hurting and I'm like yeah well this was fun <laughs> like seriously I just I completely surrendered that I'm in the bed and like my body knows what to do and I got COVID for a reason, and that's it. And I stopped. I never fight any illness. By the way, I never fight a headache. I never. I just allow it to go through my body, and and it, and it shifts the energy shifts so fast. So this is the same Um, again to what you said. If you have. Um, symptoms. If you have medical emergency, they're like go check with your doctor. But if your doctor says, "Well, okay, everything looks fine. Just keep doing whatever you've been doing," then mm. surrender to that and let. Especially if you have a hinge that it's actually a awakening. Uh, those are uh, those are ascension symptoms. Then um, let go and allow the energy to play out, and then you can you will have maybe a few weeks, few months, good, and then another shift will happen. Because it's it's continuous, you know. It's um, here's the
0: thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a.
0: Spur.
1: Here's the thing. It has to come. It's like um, it's like um, um you know, um, peeling of it, a peeling of the onion, right? Like it cannot happen at once. Uh, our physical bodies could not take it, so we will literally die. Like the energy will be too strong. So that's why these shifts uh, happen kind of in a cycles um, and layers, layer, layer, layer. And every time you are a different person with a different belief system and you shift, you shift, you shift.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it's just a single you know, lifetime process that is an infinite process because life is infinite, energy is infinite. And so wherever, this is just one little snippet of a lifetime of or lifetimes of this. I,
1: I can tell you that, well, I'm not a person that I was five years ago and I'm not a person that I was one year ago and I'm not a person who I was one week ago. Like that, like it shifts, It it is shifting so fast that, and I don't know what to expect because every time I'm like, wow, okay, I'm probably done because things are just happening. Things are just in the flow. and And then I have another spiritual experience, remembering who I am beyond, beyond, beyond.
0: So it's, it's just fascinating process. <laughs> and it's what keeps things exciting. Yes. yes, board yes. Earth. Wow. Yes. Well, Danielle, this was such an incredible conversation. I, I feel <laughs> like I'm out in the cosmos in, you know, the esoterics and I just love it. So yeah. thank you for being on the show and for sharing with us about, your work and your your views and your understanding because it's so valuable and it's so needed. And I believe exactly who needs to hear it is going to hear this. And I hope it's a lot of people because I think more and more people are coming to the, these understandings and needing this sort of kind of things to click. So thank you for being a part of people's progress and evolution. And your website, people can find you there to work with you. The, it will be in the show notes. Yeah, thank other you so much. Links thank and ways to connect with you. So, thank you again. I, look, I would you. love to have you back again because I feel like we could talk a whole oh, other yeah. two hours. So, um, um, yeah,
1: I could talk for one week.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. so
1: much. Thank you so much for having
0: me with me. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at and check out the website, WomenWaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.